Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Welcome to Renew Life Church. My name is Keith and I'm the, the campus pastor here. I'm just really, really excited uh, along with my wife, Natalie. We're just excited that you're here and uh, that you chose to come to church today and really just, just hoping that, that as you sit here today, you're blessed, um, that you leave better than the way that you walked in. Uh, we, we, here's what we believe. We believe where two or more are gathered in his name, that he's in the midst we believe that when God shows up, things should change. That when God shows up, your life actually does get better. I'm not ashamed to say it. Does that mean that everything's rainbows and little kitty cats? No. There are some other issues in life which we will talk about today. But I would, uh, you're, you, cannot, you cannot convince me that your life isn't better without God. Amen. Your life is better with God. Yes. And today, you should, leave, you should leave better. You should leave better than the way you came in because he's here. And he wants to meet you. And uh, so just enjoy today. If you're, it's your first time, we're so glad. We're, we're just welcome. Kind of sit back, relax. You don't have to do anything. You just have to kind of listen and receive today. Um, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to Matthew chapter 7. I want to start right in Scripture today. We're going to be reading out of verses 24 through 29. I want to... Uh, just kind of kind of let the cat out of the bag. I always use the New Living Translation. You want to know why? Because it's written at a fifth grade level. So I can understand it. It helps me preach good when I know what I'm talking about, right? So I'm going to be reading out the New Living today. Matthew 7, 7, verse 24 says this, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Now, this is actually Jesus talking. These are the words in red in your Bible. And he says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. Have you noticed that you cannot avoid the issues of life? Anybody ever noticed that? If you live for very long, have you noticed that there's, you can't actually dodge every wrong or every bad thing that could possibly happen? For instance, for me and my family, we were not able to, to dodge the sewer issue that we had for the second time this year. Like, anybody ever just go, th- <laughs> this was, I didn't mean to say, anyone, anyone just go through some crap sometime? Like it just, it just life just kind of happens. There's just some, some issues that happen. I've, I've noticed this. We are favored by God. We are blessed by God. He is so for us and he is so not against us. But guess what? Sometimes we have a bad day. Sometimes we don't get that promotion we were looking for. Sometimes our kids go wayward. Even though we know we are phenomenal parents. They still kind of do their own thing, and you wonder, what, what's going on here? Like, 
And I know these are first world problems, but they're still problems, aren't they? And there's really not anyone in this room that can, that can actually avoid it. Now, raise your hand if you're just super encouraged at this moment in the message. I know this sounds super encouraging today, right? <clears throat> but you see, Jesus actually taught us this. In Matthew 7, where we just read, he, he, he begins to describe two different types of people. And these two types of people build a house. And here's what he says. Here's the commonality, the common denominator between both people. You know what he, you know what he says? He pretty much says to both of them, the rain's coming. He says to the first person, he says, though the rain comes. To the second person, he says, when the rain comes. I really wish this scripture said, if the rain comes. But he says, though or when. In other words, Jesus is kind of letting us know, like, hey, you know, sometimes the rain comes. And uh, just, just to remind you, West Texans, what rain is. Rain is this water that falls from the sky. There's rain that the floodwaters, you're, you're, you're familiar with the next one. When the wind comes. We can so relate to that. Lord, change it. You move systems, you move the storm system in the Bible, we speak against wind. Unless we have wind turbines on our property and we need it. Okay, anyways, moving on. There's these things that Jesus was trying to point out. They, they rise up, they come up in our life. Now, I want to be really, really clear. Scripture says this, and this is what we believe here. This is what you should believe Anything that kills and steals and destroys is from the enemy and the enemy only. God doesn't, God doesn't, he doesn't give trials that steal. He doesn't give trials that kill. He doesn't give trials that destroy. I need, I want you to be really, really clear that you, you understand where certain things are coming from. However, it does say that we will go through trials, that we will go through tribulations. Jesus teaches that there will be wind, there will be waves. But guess what? He's not going to bring some horrible thing in your life to see how big your faith is. But he will test your faith. He will, he will, the reason he gave you those kids is to test your patience. He will, there will be certain things that come into our life. And he said, hey, I need you to work on this. Hey, I need you to... I need you to, 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 to operate differently here. Hey, you're not really, you don't really sound like me, look like me. You're not thinking about me in this situation. Will you come up? Will you think higher? Will you believe higher? Will you let go of that lie and grab a hold of this truth? These are the trials. These are the tribulations. These are the areas that God calls us up to. See, Jesus wants us to know, hey, they're, they're coming. The rain, the rain will come. But I've, but I've actually got really encouraging good news for you today. You know what else Jesus promises? He promises that you'll be ready whenever it happens. He said when the rain, the wind, the flood comes, you know what he actually preaches here in Matthew chapter 7? He says, guess what? Your, 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 your life can be built on the rock. And if it's built on the rock, there, there's no rain, there's no storm, there's no trial. There's nothing that can actually make you collapse. So the question I want to ask you today is, are you ready? How can you know if you're ready? Today I want to title the message after a really good commercial from back in the day. The title of the message is, Like a Rock.
Oh, y'all don't remember that song? Come on. Where are my Chevy people at? Someone just started singing it. That was awesome. <laughs> I don't know why it came in my head and I just went with it. It has nothing to do with the message. No, it really does. It really does. Like a rock. Would you just pray with me this morning? Lord, we thank you for your word. Yeah, and Jesus, we just say that you have good soil to speak to today that our hearts are open, that our lives are open. We want to be like you, Jesus. We want to follow your teaching. We want to be doers. We want to actually, we want your word to make a difference in our life. And so we say, change us today where we need to be changed. Convict us today where we need to be convicted. Lord, I thank you that today there's no condemnation. There's no shame or guilt that doesn't come from you. You don't call us out, but you do call us up. And so we just say yes to your calling in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. 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 You know, as I was studying out this portion of Scripture and this passage of Scripture in Matthew chapter 7, I didn't realize this until this week. What's really interesting about when Jesus preaches about building your house on the rock or building your house on sand, this little passage is actually the conclusion to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. You familiar with the Sermon on the Mount? It actually, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus actually starts that in Matthew chapter 5. It's a, it's a, it's a three-chapter sermon. This is where Jesus comes and he, he teaches on the Beatitudes. He teaches on a lot of different things. He, he teaches on us being the salt and the light. He talks to us about how to pray. He, uh, he talks to, to the people about loving your enemies. He talks about the grace and, and, and the law. He, he talks about the golden rule. How many remember the golden, golden rule? Do unto others as you want to be done to you, right? The, literally, Jesus is, is, I'm thinking this is like a two to three to four hour service that he has. Can we just make the Bible real today? Jesus is up there. He's preaching and, and he, he preaches so much stuff. He preaches so many different ideas that people like myself, preachers around the world, we just take one little paragraph from this sermon and we create entire series out of it. This is how much truth he lays down. This is how much biblical wisdom he lays down to these people. So now that you know the backstory, let's read Matthew chapter 7 again. Because he just, he just laid out so much content And here's how he concludes his sermon. Let's read it again. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds his house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. If I could, if you would allow me just to paraphrase what Jesus taught in, this, in his conclusion of his message. Here's pretty much what Jesus said. He said, hey everyone, thanks for coming today. I appreciate you being at this sermon on this mount. I don't know, was it on a mountain? Is that why it's called that? I'm not sure. That was really funny, by the way. Thanks for being here. I'm glad you engaged. I'm I'm really glad you listened. Some of you fell asleep for a little part, but you got the most of it. It's good. Thanks for being here. But just so you know, just because you heard this message doesn't mean that's enough. What Jesus says is, hey, if, 
I I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you hearing. But if you want to see the result of the things that I have just taught you, you've got to do it. That you can't just hear these words, but you have to follow. That you can't just hear these words, you have to obey. That you can't just hear these words, but you got to do. This is what Jesus was teaching. After all this stuff that he lays out, he says, look, it's those who hear and follow. Only the ones who hear and follow, only the ones who hear and do, they are the ones that are like the the man who builds his house on the bedrock. And I I feel impressed today to to draw this distinction and to to make this point today. It is not enough for you to know the word. I know that kind of sounds almost unbiblical. It's not enough for you just to know the word. You have to know it and you have to do it. It doesn't say he who listens to my teaching is like a man who builds a house on solid rock. No, it's he who listens and does. He who listens and follows. And I I just got to say, you know, especially us who grew up in Texas, you grew up here in the panhandle. Guess what? You know what I know about you? You know the word. You know this Bible. You've read this verse. You even know the song that came out of it. What what, what is it? Y'all know what it is? I can't remember it now. The last part is all other ground is sinking sand. That one. On Christ the solid rock I stand. See, y'all know it. Y'all are all laughing like, hey, y'all are like, Bethany, you need to sing that song. You should have planned it with this message. No. Like, my point is, is that you are churched and that you've, you've gotten a lot of word. You know what I noticed about this area? I've been in this area for a really long time. It's actually cool to go to church. Like, I don't know if you know this or not. You got cool points when you showed up today. <laughs> You're welcome. You're actually cool. Like, like it, it's a thing to go to church here. And I, and, I, and I know this, and I'm pretty sure most of you would agree. It's even good business to come to church. If you own a business in this town, it's good for you to be at church. Because it's good for these people in this community to see that you're someone who goes to church. Would y'all agree with that? Now hear me, hear me. Whatever gets someone in church, I'm all for. Because Jesus is going to get them, right? However, my, my point is, is that this, this community, this area is so churched that we can, actually, we can actually know the word and think that that's enough. It's not enough to know the word. We've got to, we, 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 we've got to, be, we've got to be hearers and, and we have to be doers. And, uh, and today, I, I, but before I go any further, I kind of want to, because I can feel y'all are still so encouraged today. Um, I'm going to flip over and encourage you for a second. Today, this message is not about you hearing this word and thinking about all the times that you haven't obeyed. I don't want you to sit here today and think, oh man, shoot, my, I must be building on sand. I can't remember the last time I, no, no. Don't think about all the times you've heard and you haven't done. I want you to think about all the times that you've actually heard and you have done. How many times have you heard that word? Have you heard this word and you went to do it? 
I'm not talking about how well you did. I'm talking about, did you step out in faith and go for it? Did you walk over to that person and lay hands on them during the church service? Did you talk to that coworker about Jesus? Did you stop gossiping? Did you start praying more? Did you start opening up your Bible and spending time with him in the morning? What all those times, how many times have you heard a message? Have you opened up your Bible yourself and you've read this word and you've actually done what it says? I really want to encourage you today. Guess what? Every single time that you have done that, you know what you did? You added more concrete to your foundation. Every single time, it was like you, every time you obeyed, every time you, 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 you read and you did, it was like you picked up a boulder and you placed it under your foot. And you did it again. You picked up another rock and you placed it under your foot. It don't matter how mature you think you are or how mature you don't think that you are. And you are following Jesus, and I'm talking to you specifically. The fact that you are following Jesus is all that matters. It doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter where you finish. Are you hearing me? It's the fact that you're stepping. You're a stepper. You're a stepper. See, we, that's, that's what this thing is about, is that we're moving and we're Every time that you said yes, you added a rock. Every time that you said yes, your roots just went a little bit deeper. And you got a little bit stronger and you got a little bit more stable. And you, I just need you to hear today. There is way more happening in your life than you think there is. There is more right with you than it is wrong with you. The fact that you even said yes to church today. Guess what you just did? You just picked up a pile of rocks and just threw them right under your feet. Because you're getting stronger. You're getting more mature. Jesus said, those who hear and those who follow, those who obey, they are like a person who builds a strong house on bedrock. That's who you are. I love the way the Lord shared it with me this way. He said, every time you hear and obey, you are preparing the foundation of your life in advance for whatever life might try to throw at you. Give you an example. Uh, if you were here last week, <clears throat> man, I feel the Lord in this place. When I, when you were, if you were here last week, Braden just preached an amazing message. If you didn't hear it, I want you to go back and listen to it. But he shared this vision that he had, this vision of this. Um, he saw this warrior kind of coming back from war. He was battered. He was bruised. He was bloody. And he came back from war. And he knew when he saw this vision of this warrior coming back that the, that the war, the, the battle was kind of over. And it was time for him to come back and connect back with his family in intimacy and in fellowship with his closest people. And what Braden began to share is he feels like this is actually a bigger vision. It's actually a picture of the body of Christ. We've actually been at war for the last year and a half to two years. Would anybody agree with me on that? We've kind of, the church has been at war. The humanity has kind of been at war. COVID hits, there's this pandemic, um, there's, there's all, these, all these things are breaking out. Before that, it was all these social justice issues. And it's just like there was thing after thing after thing. And, and, and it was like as believers, we needed to go to war. We were going to war against the virus. We were going to war against the pandemic. But then what, what happened is we started to go to war against each other. 
And we started judging, we started judging if you were going to wear a mask or if you weren't, if you were going to get the vaccine or if you, if you weren't, and you had your information and your research, and I had my information and my research, and guess what? Both researches probably weren't all the way the truth, and but we were going to stand by our, stand by our man, stand by our political figure. It was, it was just absolute war. I mean, I got messages on Instagram just because of something, just because I didn't say something. I was getting judged for what I wasn't saying. I just want to respond. Scripture says, be slow to speak. You probably should have paid attention to that one before you sent me the message. But I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> be careful when you start messaging pastors. They got, they got just weapons they've been waiting on, you know, to pull out. <clears throat> but we were kind of at war. I do believe that we have stepped out of the season of war and we are stepping into a season of intimacy and love of the Father. Today is not a wartime message. I use that example, though, because I want you to realize, you, would, you, you, you all know this, the pandemic in the last two years didn't surprise God. He knew it was coming. He knew everything that was going to happen. And because he's such a good father, you know what I believe? I believe that he was wanting to prepare his people before it ever got here. If it, if it didn't catch him off guard, he didn't want you to be caught off guard. He wanted you to be ready. And, and let's just be honest, the majority of the prophetic people that we all follow, they didn't see it coming either. Even though their prophetic word for 2020 was 2020 vision. It's like, man, you needed some glasses then because you did not see it coming. <laughs> I didn't either, so no, no shame here. <clears throat> but we didn't. But I've got really good news for you. Guess what? We didn't have to see it coming. You don't even have to see the floodwaters or the rain or the wind that's coming in the future. You know what you have to, you know what you have to worry about? You know what you need to be concerned about? It's simple. Do I hear and do I do? Am I a hearer and am I a doer? Because, because here's what Jesus promises. If you'll just hear and if you'll just do, guess what? you got a solid bedrock. So whenever the rain and the flood and the wind comes, you're ready. You want to know how you're ready? If you do. You want to know how you're ready for whatever life has to throw at you? You do. You, you want to know what happens because you can't avoid all the issues that come up in your life? You just hear and you just do. You just hear and you just do. And it doesn't mean that it won't hurt and it doesn't mean that it won't, hard, won't, be, won't be hard, but it does mean this, you won't collapse. Y'all hearing me today? You won't collapse because you're a hearer and you are a doer. James chapter 1 <clears throat> You're all familiar with this scripture. Verse 22 says this, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. We're gonna come back to that in a moment. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, that, 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 notice that he continues in it, notice that he keeps doing, notice that he keeps hearing and doing, hearing and doing, those who continue in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, 
Guys, I'm preaching to you right now. I know you ladies, y'all remember everything. Guys, y'all don't even remember how you got to church today, right? You don't even know what kind of, I bet you don't even know the color of your shirt right now. Okay, no, don't. It says, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. <clears throat> I want to kind of give you one more nugget of truth, if you, if you could call it that, before we leave today. And I know this, may, this is going to seem a little bit heavy, but it's true. <clears throat> I want you to hear me really close today. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for you to hear the word and not do it. I know it's kind of a sobering statement. But it's actually, it becomes dangerous when you hear the word and you don't do it. See, not only does Jesus just teach us that if we hear it and we don't do it, he says, number one, that's foolish. And number two, your foundation will collapse. That gets your attention enough, right? James goes on to add to that. And you know what he says? He says, those who hear and who don't do, it says they actually deceive themselves. When you hear and you don't do, you deceive yourself. You know, I've, I've been pastoring for over 10 years and I've come in contact with a lot of people and had a lot of conversations. And I know there's a lot of situations that, uh, that people go through and that I've, I've seen. And, and I, so many times I've come into contact with people that, that they, they know the word. And because they know the word so well, they'll be going through a, a circumstance and they'll know that it's not right. Because in, in their head, in their heart, they'll know, I'm going through this, but my Bible says this. I'm going through this, but the preacher said that. And, and, and they'll, they'll have enough knowledge that they'll be able to recognize that they're not living in the promises of God. That heaven to earth, there ain't no heaven in my earth right now is what my point is. They're kind of going through some stuff. And, and they'll, they'll, they'll know the word, so they'll be able to recognize it. But, but, but hear me today, guess what the majority of them will do? They, will, they won't know why it's happening, so they'll start to blame God. They're going to blame God. Well, this is, he comes through for other people, he doesn't come through for me. Or, or why, why isn't he, why isn't he coming through? Why didn't I get the promotion? Why didn't I this? Why didn't I that? Like, why am I going through this? And they'll just, it, must be, it must be God. They'll get mad at God. And can I just be super honest? Every person in this room, including myself, we have been in this spot. But you know what I think that we need to do? We actually have to be humble enough as people. Instead of blaming God first, we need to ask ourselves this question. Have I been doing the word? Lord, is, have you been showing me something and I haven't been doing it? This is, going to sound, this is going to sound very weird to you, but I'm telling you, I've seen it too many times. It's, it's so true. People, will, they will know the word so well that they'll actually think because they know it so well that they're doing it. They'll hear so many messages about loving their neighbor. They will, for some, in some way, in their head, they'll think, oh, I'm loving my neighbor. 
And it's like, bro, you hadn't talked to anybody in two years. And I'm, that was, I was trying to be funny there. It sounded harsh. I was trying to be funny. But it's like they, I've, I've seen it so many times. It's like they know it. They know it. They know it so much. And it's like, oh, they know it so well. They're like, oh, I'm doing it. And they're not. You know what that's called? It's called deception. They heard it so much and never stepped out and did it that they've now, they've, they're now deceiving themselves. They're thinking they're doing something that they aren't even doing. And then they're wondering why God won't bless them. And then they're blaming God for it. And it's, I just want to stop and say, hey, go back. What have you heard and what have you done? And I got really good news. Guess what? The grace of God can break through our deception. The mercy of God can break through their deception. The love of God will come and shake them up and say, hey, you're not really doing this. Hey, this is why this is happening. God is bigger than that. I'm not saying that, you know, when you're deceived, that's it. I don't know. That's far from the truth. God's mercy and his grace so supersedes that. But we have to realize that we are responsible we are responsible for the word that we hear. The word you hear and you actually understand it in your heart, you actually grab a hold of it mentally. If you can do that, guess what? You have now become responsible for it. I know that's kind of heavy, but it's true. See, if you're someone who counsels people, people come to you and they ask you questions and you kind of help them in their life, I, I want you to realize this the word that you share with them, they will become responsible for. There have been times when I've been talking to someone and I did not share everything I, need, I, I knew or every truth that I saw because I didn't want that person to become responsible for everything they were about to hear. You say, where is that in scripture? Jesus said, Jesus said it this way. He said, um, you can't, you can't, there's more for me to say but you just can't handle it right now. Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit does the same thing with us? He doesn't come and give you, you know, 50 things that you're not doing right. It's like, hey, man, I just wanted to save some time today. I got to get to Brandon later on at one today, so I'm just going to give you all of it. Here's all the ways that you need to kind of come up, Keith. Just, just start at the top and just work your way down. Don't matter how long it takes. He doesn't do that. He just goes, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, you know what? It's just you've been angry a little bit too much lately. You haven't been very patient with your kids. Why don't you work on your patience this week? Hey, why don't you step out in, in faith and talk to that coworker? He's gracious. He gives us one thing at a time. But the one thing that he does give us, he wants us to do. I think you need to hear this today. <clears throat> you're doing, you're hearing and you're doing will not make God love you any more than he loves you right now. This is not a law message. This is a grace message. The grace message says this. You're already accepted. You're already loved. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. You can't work for it. However, my grace will empower you to do it.
You're already accepted. Now go do it. I'm not, I'm not hearing and doing so that the Lord will love me more. I'm hearing and doing because the, love, the, the Lord loves me more. He already loves me. He's already pleased with me. He's not even so concerned about how well you do what you do. He's going to go, oh, son, great job. Nice try. And you know what he does? He'll just set that ball right back up on the tee, and he'll back you up a little bit further. He said, you were too close that time. Just back up and swing again. Here's a little soft toss on this one. That's the God that we're in relationship with. I asked you the question at the beginning of the service. How do you know if you're ready for what life has to throw at you? I'll answer it with another question. Are you a doer? If the answer is yes, then you're ready. I'll close with this quote. Reinhard Bonnke said this, God always works with workers and moves with movers, but he does not sit with sitters. He moves with movers and he works with workers. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.